Yeah. I am becoming Santa Claus. Just an average white dude with a big beard. Pretty nervous going into it. I really didn't want to look like a total freak. I don't know if you ever bleached your beard in, or your beard in high school. <laughs> you ever, no, if you ever bleached your hair in high school, you come to school with like yellow hair. I was worried that that's what my beard would look like. Because that's what it looks like, the first bleach, like the first round. And then you do a second round and then you tone it and it actually came out white. So I was stoked. It actually looks like it could be natural. Couldn't say enough about my Santa stylist, Megan Van Druten. She's done hair for like, all of my friends over the years. And if you ever are in need of a haircut, uh, she's great. That brings us to this episode's sponsor, Megan Van Druten. If you're a decent person, she'll do a decent job. She warned me going in, it was gonna be intense. I dyed my hair a lot as a punk in high school and I know what one bleach feels like especially if you do it badly I wasn't actually ready for how much it hurt the first bleach was fine did a wash second bleach hurt a little but then I went for the tone and it was gripping the table stomping the floor I have to go to another place in my mind to be able to do this. And I think Megan didn't realize how much pain I was in. I was really trying to tough it out. And eventually she was like, you know, you probably should wash it out if you feel like it really hurts because you don't want to get chemical burn. And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm just, just dealing with it. And eventually she's like, okay, you should go wash it out. And I think I probably should have been more honest with her. I totally got a chemical burn across my, like the whole like top of my scalp. It's scabbed up and, and I was, I, I wasn't upset at all. It's hidden by my hair and it, I'm not in pain now. It was just like a passing thing. Wow. But I didn't know if I was gonna lose all my hair. It, two bleaches in a tone in one go. Your hair is not what it was anymore. I was putting coconut oil in it and it was just becoming this hard, plastic feeling shell on my head. I was worried I was gonna wake up to having no hair. So why so much bleaching? Well, when you bleach dark hair, it comes out yellow. And the second bleach, it's way less yellow, but it's still yellow. So you do a toner, which is adding violet to the yellow, which kind of cancels it out and you get kind of a silvery gray. So you gotta know your color theory. So if you add that kind of purple, to yellow, they're on opposite sides of the color wheel and they, they'll cancel. You can get closer to like a gray and if you're lucky, you can get a silver, which looks badass. Again, I can't say enough. And I feel like I could go straight into a Santa gig, no makeup. I've been going around to all the Valley Villages and buying everything red. I wanna, in addition to the Santa, gig at the mall. I'm lining up some Santa photo shoots. I want to have an alternative Santa photo shoot option for people. Like we can do the Coca-Cola suit. I've got one of those that I borrowed from another great musician, Harry Gregg. He's got amazing Santa stories from when he was doing Santa gig. They used to let you wear a fake beard and... But if you want to hear a great Santa story, talk to Harry Gregg about fumbling a baby <laughs> as Santa. <laughs> 
Join us here at Committed to the Claws, episode three, next week, hopefully, to hear from Harry Gregg himself about the time he almost or potentially did drop a baby. Who knows? But find out episode three. They had a Santa orientation, which I was happy about because I don't have any Santa experience and I have a hard time visualizing what this experience is going to be like exactly. I don't think I ever sat on a mall Santa's knee. There's a whole lot of luring that goes on in this thing that I'm only somewhat comfortable with. Yeah, we'll get to it. There's the whole thing, bringing kids in to get them to sit on your lap is a... It's counter to everything you've ever been told and everything they've been told. At Santa Orientation, I got to meet a couple of the other Santas. It was great because they're, they're very different guys. I got to meet Santa John and Santa David. And I guess Santa John is fairly new to this, but he's a retiree, you know, he's in his 70s. And so he looks like a great old man Santa. He doesn't need to dye his beard like us fakes. I had a hard time visualizing what we're gonna do, the hard things. I've been practicing my ho ho ho. After that, you ask them what they want, and you I go hate, on. I hate to put you on the spot. Yeah. Are you gonna give us a ho ho ho? Okay, I have been working on it a little bit. All right, so it's uh, ho 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 ho, ho ho ho. So. That's I, amazing. <laughs> you did the laugh. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I got really excited there. I did some research. I was listening to some Santas. And you can't just go ho, ho, ho. That's not a thing. It's like my pickup line, but it's not something that Santa's gonna say. Cows don't moo, they like Mah. So for people that actually say ho, 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 it doesn't sound right. Like you gotta get a ha, I think at the beginning and get a little real laugh sound in there. Then you can put it together. I'm hundreds of practice ho, ho, ho's. And I was happy when I kind of unlocked it. Cause I had watched a really hilarious video of these 20 dudes standing in line and they're getting their Santa training and they're in shabby suits. And it's just like, it looks like they're getting trained in about a minute and they're gonna get put out to be a Santa army at some poor mall. And they went through, they're like, they made all the Santas do a ho ho ho. And there was one that started with a ha. And I was like, that's, that's the one. Orientation, it was, a lot of, you're a new hire at West Edmonton Mall, you have to watch the West Edmonton Mall video. Wait, what? There's a video. And it's like 45 minutes of just mall history. All new hires have to watch it. Oh, it's great. It starts at phase one, you know, and how like the family had a dream. It was well worth the time, <laughs> that video. I got given a Santa manual which was actually great. This was the biggest, best takeaway. There is some hard questions that Santa might get and you have to be ready. There's the classics, are you the real Santa Claus? Do you have any good answers? Uh, there's a couple and I'm not sure which one I've cited on yet. There's one, which I, I think is amazing. There's layers to it. It's, well, you're the real you, aren't you? Well, if you're the real you, I must be the real me, but I kind of want to just leave it at, are you the real you? <laughs> and let them have this existential crisis. <laughs> Kids are the easiest with this, but if you're under pressure getting asked questions, you see politicians do it all the time and you just answer a question with a question or you 
don't answer the question and you say another truth. So that's a great one. So is one of the other Santa one said this with like a fair bit of conviction when he was looking at me and I almost believed. <laughs> and he said, if you believe I am, then I am. And if you don't believe I am, then I'm not. And it leaves it up to them. Also, if they want to be the kid who's sitting on Santa's knee who doesn't want to believe, I'm not trying to convince them. But if they believe it, then they get to have that magic and they get to believe it. I don't have one or the other that I want to go with. But if you ask me if I'm Santa Claus, I'm Santa Claus. One of the other things that really stuck with me from the orientation, though, was the commitment to wanting kids to believe in the magic. And I've told you before how I didn't really grow up believing in Santa Claus and right. so I was a little uncomfortable with the whole thing because they were really like it would be the worst thing if you don't preserve the magic for the kids and that they don't think that you're Santa big part of me was like can't we just be playing a character and it doesn't matter and we're all having a good time and if you had to ask me after the orientation that definitely would have been my feeling about it until I actually did this first shift the first shift was all kinds of ups and downs and weird, but there was a lot of really great magic that happened when a little kid was really wide-eyed and really excited and instantly trusted me and was wrapped up in all of the, the little bits that we have for them when they come to see me. There's little bits of story and there's little bits of twists that we do that actually create a magical experience the kids on board tell us about your first shift my first shift before a family comes to see me one of the people who are doing the photos helping organize uh, all of the many goings on at north pole place they go and they get the names of the kids and they whisper the name to me so when you come to see me i know already your name i'm like hey jordan you know it's really great to see you and that's a good one i'd noticed a lot of kids caught instantly a little off guard so that primes this all-knowing (laughs) all-seeing santa character and then we have a treat for them after we've talked and comes in handy in the orientation i thought it was a pretty weak story but giving it to kids It was a lot of fun and we have cotton candy for them. And it's like, I, from the North Pole, I collected magic snow for them and it doesn't melt until you put it in your mouth. And I give them like this little tub of cotton candy. And there was a few kids who were like telling their parents about the magic snow that they had. And parents are just like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you could see that they really enjoyed that, that experience. I had a hard time getting into it believing it myself when i'm saying those things there's a skylight above north pole place and i'm oh yeah my reindeer are just up on the roof and i have them tethered there but you know rudolph he's pretty mischievous he'll sometimes poke his nose over and you'll be able to see it lots of kids would just be looking up at the skylight again and again hoping to catch rudolph and with the way those kinds of beliefs happen i'm sure that there was a couple kids who were like oh i think i saw it you know and they actually probably did see it I went through the roller coaster of emotion because it's a 10 hour shift uh, that I did. But I, I definitely came around to being able to be that character 
as the day went on and being able to say with confidence that I brought magic snow from the North Pole and because of the reaction that I was able to get from people. When I first walked out of the mall, I was pretty mentally exhausted and it was a little bit from dealing with whether or not I was a good Santa, but also the amount of screaming babies. I terrified children, absolutely terrified. They weren't scared of the helpers in any way like they were scared of me. There's, you look completely different than everyone else that they've seen in their six weeks to three years on this planet. Like they just see this giant white beard and big hat and some kids just, they have, they're too young to know the story yet. And they are just terrified. And we're all in this thing. The parents and the mall and me, we're just gonna get these kids into this photo for us. <laughs> and yeah. Then, and it's, I don't know, everybody loves those photos still. The screaming kid photo with Santa is, it's a great Christmas trope. It's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, that was really hard. And we have the treat, right? And so that's part of it. And you're like, well, okay, so if you really don't want to do this, but I have some candy. <laughs> and they're screaming and the parents are in and they're like throwing this kid in your lap. Doesn't like consent factor into this at all. But I, there was all sorts of moments where if it went on for too long, if it was like, okay, we've been trying to make this kid sit in my lap and they really don't want to. It was, okay, I'm not in character anymore. But I think that's something where I've watched one of the Santas, I'm gonna watch another one of the Santas. I'm gonna watch my friend Chris. I think there's different ways that I can approach the kids to, to warm them up and go slower. And I am committed to the clause. I'm gonna slow it down. I'm a bit of a people pleaser. If I see people in line, then I wanna make it smooth so that people aren't waiting. Waiting is just part of the game and seeing Santa Claus. So I think really slowing it down with the kids, with the interactions, I think is a, is a good one. I think it's interesting which kids will react to a real boisterous, oh, ho, 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 Santa Claus, to the kids who are like, no, you know, I'm just gonna talk in a voice that only you can hear. We're just gonna have a cool little conversation about what you've been doing to be nice this year and what your wishes are for Christmas. That's another takeaway that I got from Chris. He's flipping the script just slightly. He's asking kids what they've done to be kind this year instead of what they've done to be good. And he's also asking them what their wish is for Christmas. That's not necessarily a present. It leaves it a little bit open for them to be able to choose other things. And it's a really neat opportunity to interact with all of these kids. Running into the kids that are totally stoked to see Santa, I'm excited for that. And I'm looking forward to just doing a better job, taking the time and knowing that I can take the time that it's okay if there's a bit of a line. Because I love interacting with kids. And so this is a, just being able to do that. I'm looking forward to those things for sure. I am committed to the class. Well, there you go. Heard all about bleaching and Santa school. Hope you enjoyed. Hope to see you at episode three. This was Feel free to subscribe, like, give us all the stars, and tell your friends. See you next time.
once yelled at a child. Mm -hmm. I once tried to order a child on a menu. Yeah, and I think the last two probably aren't going to show up in your police check. Thankfully, those are not legal things yet. But the first one definitely, I think, should take you down from a B to a C. If you're speeding in school zones, you are not totally going to pass a vulnerable person's police check. 